last time we talked about uh briefly barely scratched the surface on masculinity barely you had, masculinity. had a lot to say about that man bro. i told you that's my thing man um I, I don't know what it is man i feel like gender roles have been under attack in our society and i feel like you know gender roles biblical gender roles need to be addressed more so i, I know that we're gonna be discussing what is a woman in this episode but is there anything that you feel like you miss one thing that you feel like you missed that you want to just throw in here before we get into you know what a woman is kind of i can't do it because if i say just one, one thing i miss is it's gonna nah. be the whole episode is gonna be what is a man part two <laughs> so i just wait That's till cool. we finally go deeper into that um and address some of the the more like some of the the the, the fallacies in the logic of secular masculinity so once we we'll do that say that for another episode so i mean this one like i said it's probably gonna be a very surface level one too mm -hmm. you know talking about femininity femininity that word I always get femininity. um and <laughs> you know uh biblical womanhood but yeah. that's that's kind of going to dive in today okay all right i'm gonna start off with the uh prayer you close it yeah it works yeah that's cool all right Thank you, God, once again for allowing us to see a, another podcast episode. Thank you for allowing me and my brother Paul to be behind a microphone once again, you know, spreading, um, you know, what it is that you want us to spread. I ask that you would just use our voices, um, you know, not us, but you, Lord God, uh, allow for us to die to our flesh. That's what we've been up here preaching about. So we preach, uh, we do what we preach. So we just ask that you would just allow for us to die to our flesh and that you would use um, whatever it is that you want to use from us to get to the people that you are trying to reach lord god um, allow for this episode to touch those allow for it to touch their hearts allow for it to transform their minds and just allow for it to have them wanting to seek and know who you are more uh we just love you god as always give you all the honor glory and praise in jesus name we pray amen 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 so what is a <clears throat> it's the title of a very Famous and controversial documentary these days. Woman. What is a woman? Um, I mean, like I did on, on the, the male episode, the man episode, what is a woman? Just had to hit the the, the dictionary. <coughs> man. A, a woman is defined as an adult female human being. Um, again, similar, same thing, man, when it comes to this. Has nothing to do with how you feel. Has nothing to do with how you feel. Has nothing to do with how you self-identify. It has nothing to do with um, your uh, uh, emotional state. And, and like I said, uh, too, and this is, I feel like I need to say it again this episode, it's not a, a judgment not, session. This is just a, this is a simple truth session, right? We're yeah. just defining what the dictionary and, and hopefully what the Bible says uh, a woman is. You know, that's it's not about, you know, this is not for any type of political, you know, affiliation or anything like that. It's just simple. That is what a woman is, as defined by the by the dictionary. Um, and you know, I also say that with um, as much empathy in my heart as I possibly can for anybody, whether you're a male or a female, and you're um, struggling with uh, uh, your identity, your self identity. Um, I do want to say this because I, I don't think I said this enough. I might not emphasize this enough in the last episode that that God loves you regardless, and He wants to have a relationship with you. If you're struggling with your identity and who you are, 
the best way and really probably the only way to truly find out who that is is to have a relationship with the person that created you. You know, if you if you're unsure with who or what you are, once you seek the person that made you who you are, you know, so um, for anybody out there that's listening to this and maybe struggling with their identity, I ask that that, um, you know, I pray and I hope that you 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 seek Christ and that you let him help you. Cause that's the only way you're gonna get. You're gonna like really. Um, that's what we talked about. You know, last episode it all starts with Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. So, um, you know, all people are created in Christ, <clears throat> both male and female. Um, you know, look at Scripture. It says uh, Genesis chapter two, twenty-two through twenty-three. It says, "Then the Lord made, um, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib He had taken out of the man, and He brought her to the man." The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. You know, um, one of the things about, uh, uh, there is a difference, right? So a woman was taken out of man, but women and men are not the same. Women and men are not created equally. Women and men are not endowed with the same gifts. Um, men and women um, were created for different purposes. And like I said in the last episode, to complement each other, not to compete with each other. Um, they're, they're designed to complete each other. Um, women were given, you know, special qualities that men don't have in order to fulfill special purposes that men can't have, that men can't fulfill. Um, and I think that one of the issues with the struggle that we have in our society nowadays is that those gifts that women have, the things that make them special are being replaced by this desire to compete with and be like men you know um the reason i love my wife is because she can do the things that i can't do not because she can do everything that i can't do if she could do everything that i could do then what do i need her for right. you know um so i think that i think that um that's one thing to remember is a woman's innate value is given to her by god and shouldn't be taken away by our desires to want to compete with one another and that kind of goes into the whole rib ordeal. Um, you know, it's just like Dom was, God took one of your ribs and Dom, you mm-hmm. know, so like she's she's part of you. She's she's not you, but she's part of you. So, you know, you might you might argue against me on this, but, you know, it's just like I feel like women, a characteristic of a woman is to, to kind of be a, a silent assassin, you know, because what does, what does a rib do? Like what, what type of. They taste good. They taste no, good. I don't know. Do ribs taste good? <laughs> As if we talking about pork or turkey? Out to pork ribs, man. Pork ribs. Who eats turkey know, t- ribs? Turkey ribs kind of good though. Uh, I never had no turkey ribs. I don't think. Well, you crazy? <laughs> turkey ribs be here. Nah, but they they protect vital organs. Uh-huh. So they protect your heart. They protect your lungs. Mm-hmm. So it's just same thing. I feel like, like I said, you might argue with me against it, but you know, I just feel like you know, women are like always in the cut. You know, like a notable woman is always in the cut, ready to, you know, whatever the situation may be. Um, you know, spiritual, physical, or uh, mental, you know, assistance to you know a man. So I just, I personally, I just feel like that's assistance, absolutely, assistance, yeah. uh, assistance, absolutely, <laughs> assistance. Yeah, I'm gonna put it like yeah. that, assistance. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So sure. I mean, because I think God, God created women to be the helpmate of men. Like I said last, like like I said last episode, men and women, women were not designed to be independent. You know, yeah. women were not designed to be standalone, 
you know, creatures. And men were not designed to be standalone creatures. The reason that God created Eve in the first place was because he saw he didn't it was he he did not want man to be alone. Right. You know, so um, you know, I think that that that's important to remember is we live in a we live in a very, very competitive world now. And it's a it's a gender there's a lot of competition amongst gender, gender roles. Um and the lines that used to be like clear cut are, are, are blurred. And honestly, I think when it comes down to it, especially with a lot of the stuff that we see going on in society now, is really the women that lose more than anything. You know, um, this gender, this gender war that we're facing is is women that are that are going to suffer. I mean, all of society is going to suffer because if women suffer, our children suffer. If our children suffer, then the next generation suffers, mm-hmm. and then we as men are going to suffer. But I definitely see um, um, a lot of, of danger in it toward women because women are losing their innate value. It's starting to, to, to disappear and dissipate in, in the dust of, of this confusion. So um, I think that's important um, to really focus on the, the, the specialness, the, the uniqueness that is a woman. Yeah. And I can never, ever have that. Right. I can't be a woman. I don't. It doesn't matter what I do. I can never be a woman. So I mean, I can even just read a couple of characteristics of um, women. I mean, to cut you off. Nah, you good. Go ahead. But um, you know, I'm gonna come from Proverbs 31, and you know, that's just a kind of good place to start. So I'm just gonna kind of read just a a little bit of it, um, in you know, no particular order. Um, but she says, um, I'm gonna start at verse 12. Um, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of his life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like a merchant ship. She is like the merchant ships, bringing the food from afar. She gets up while it's still night and provides food for her family. Uh, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. Um, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Uh, she makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Um, you know, this... She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. You know, like these these are characteristics, mm-hmm. um, you know, of women. So those are actually really good. You know, one thing when we were studying and I was looking, you know, digging into the the, the scripture, trying to 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 um, find uh, biblical characteristics of, of women. Almost one of the two notable passages you you hear about, you know, character traits of women. You hear it in Proverbs thirty one. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the Proverbs 31 women. And then you obviously hear about Ephesians 5 because people always talk about women submitting to men. Right. Right. But when I started looking into the biblical character traits of a woman, almost all of the passages, especially the most like used ones, have to do with the woman in the sense of being a wife. Right. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to find like any passage. <laughs> Or anything that talks about single or a single woman, right? Um, which I I thought that was interesting. I don't know why. Maybe I just couldn't find them throughout looking. But I I noticed that you know Proverbs talks about a that particular passage you're talking about is talking about a married woman, Mar- yeah. you know, a woman that's in, that's in charge or or um, has a family. You know, same thing in Ephesians. It's talking about a, a the relationship between a husband and a wife. So it's talking about a wife in that particular instance. Um. I don't think that those character traits are uh, exclusive to 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 married women, but I did find that interesting, and that's what I saw a lot was was um, 
those character traits were described mainly in, in, in married women. Um, you know, um, one of the things that I think we always harp on, and I think that we get it wrong still, even in the church, um, one of the character traits is submission. Um, the submission of, of a married, a woman to her husband, right? Um, you know, people use that out of context, you know, women submit to men. A woman is called to submit to her husband, you know, not any and every man that she meets or come across, right? right. Um, and then let's look at the definition of, of submission. It's the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person, right? Um, the thing about submission, <clears throat> I think that a lot of people forget is that submission is a willing act, right? Um, women should submit to their husbands, um, but in doing so, it's a willful act. You have to willingly or willfully submit to your husband, right? Mm -hmm. um, Ephesians 5 talks about that. It's, uh, it's verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything, right? And it's, you know, in everything. Now, um, I've had, <clears throat> I've had conversations with a lot of people. I had conversations with my wife about this, this whole idea of submitting. And it's very, very, it's a very hard pill for women to swallow. Because I think that the idea of submission is conflated with the idea of being less than right um and i think that's that's wrong i don't think that that's what what um biblical submission is it's not saying that you're less than the person that you're choosing to submit to i think biblical submission is saying hey i'm willfully going to put myself in a position where i am following the lead of this person because I trust respect. this person. It's a sign of respect, right? And that's that's in is that in Ephesians where it says the the man should love the wife and the wife should respect the man. I think that I think that's Ephesians. I don't look. I don't look cause, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. talk. Go, go ahead, talk. I'm gonna find that for you real quick. Yeah. Um. Well, another thing about that verse is it says submit in everything. Now, honestly, or obviously, you know, if the man is doing something that goes against God, or if the man is doing something that goes against the the you know, your conscience, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling you not to, that's, that's different. But if your man is doing, you know, and it's crazy because my next point is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but you submit to your man, your husband and everything, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and like I said, my next point is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself mm -hmm. because oftentimes what I hear is women say things like, well, I'll submit to this man if this man whatever, 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 fill in the blank. If he's worthy of me being of submitting to, or if he does this or he does that or whatever the case may be. The thing about these relationships between men and women, whether we're talking about a woman submitting to her man or a husband loving the wife, neither one is dependent upon the other. Women are not called to submit to their husbands as long as their husband is doing this, this, this. <clears throat> and men aren't called to love your wives as long as your wife is submitting to you. No, men, your job, your responsibility is to love your wife the way that Christ loved the church. Right. And women, your job 
is to submit to your husbands the way that the church submits to Christ. They're not dependent upon one another. They're not contingent. It's like, oh, it's not like, well, I'm going to do this if I do. That's not that's not what we should be doing at all. That's when I say we get even in the church, we get this wrong. I hear that all the time. Well, I'll submit to a man if he does this. No, that's that's wrong. Your actions should be because at the end of the day, as a husband, the Lord's going to hold me accountable as to whether or not I love my wife. He's not going to hold me accountable whether or not she submitted to me and vice versa. He's going to hold my wife accountable for her submitting to me. He's not going to hold her accountable for my love for her. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's one of the things that we really got to like do is or focus on is our roles that we're called to do as man and wife or man and woman, women, woman, women is to are, are they're independent of one another. They work together because in, in, in doing so together, you'll have harmony, but they're independent. You know, um, so that's one of the things I say. I feel like we get wrong um, as the church. Um, you know, and that was that was Ephesians five uh, thirty three. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Okay, so yeah. respect. It's a respect thing. Yeah. Um, also, I think biblical womanhood, biblical femininity, does not mean you're a damsel in distress. Right, because if you go back to Proverbs thirty-one, um, the character traits they were displaying in, in, in Proverbs that doesn't sound like a damsel in distress. Sound like a woman who is taking care of her responsibilities and is being a very valuable asset to her family. Right, you know, fulfilling her roles as a woman that doesn't sound like a damsel in distress. It doesn't sound. I don't hear weakness. You know, and also thinking about weakness and submission. Submitting is a is a strength. It takes a lot to submit. a lot of strength to submit to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, shoot somebody in something. Well, here's the thing about it too. submission in general. Man, here's the thing about it too. I find it crazy, or I find it ironic that um, women have no problem submitting to their bosses at work. Their boss at work tell them to do something, they're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, they have a hard time submitting to their husbands. You think so? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah here's the thing we all submit to somebody yeah we all submit to somebody we it, it doesn't matter in, in some aspect or some shape form or fashion in our lives we all submit to somebody why is it that a lot of women have a hard time submitting to their husbands but they'll submit to everybody else because it goes to the if he can do this for me then I'll submit to him goes back to that yeah it's transactional relationships are transactional and this is really becoming more of like a relationship thing than it is a, a woman thing and a man thing. Because like I said, initially they're designed to be together, you know? Um, and so um, kind of where do you think, or why do you think we have it wrong? Why do you think that femininity is wrong in the world and in the church? What do you think is the cause of it? Same thing as I said last week, you know, we not, we don't have Christ first. All right. Like that's, that's the, that's the, the biggest thing. Yeah. When, when I think about it, I think of I think of one of the consequences of the fall, right? Um, remember in Genesis after Adam and Eve uh, eating from the tree, and God is is pretty much giving the consequences to each. You know, He gives the consequence to the man, He gives the consequence to the serpent, He gives the consequence to to um, 
to to women. And um, it says, Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, to the woman, he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. You will desire, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you, right? And so I know there's a lot of like uh, uh, differencing on interpretations of that particular scripture because the the wording is your desire will be for um, not your desire will be will be to rule over but if you look at the original um, language it was written and if you look at the next <clears throat> chapter and this is me kind of getting nerdy again getting looking into the um, with the theologian <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the next chapter and chapter I think it's chapter four when they talk about Cain and Abel on the story of Cain and Abel they use that exact same language mm. and it's you know, desire, um, the desire will be to rule over. And in chapter four, they talk about sin. So using the language and kind of making sure that it's in line and, and right interpretation, try, you know, practicing, um, you know, proper hermeneutics, you're, you'll realize that what it's saying is that the one of the consequences of original sin was that the woman's desire was to rule over the man, but the man will rule over. And I think that you see that all the time. That's why I think Man, women have such a hard time submitting. It's it's a consequence of original sin, you know. Um, you said this in Genesis three, Genesis chapter three, verse sixteen. I never even peeked yeah. that, bro. Yeah, I've I've always thought about that. It's one of, I think it's one of the consequences. Um, and and it's crazy. Like I said, people in general don't have a problem submitting to any any other force in the world. We submit to authority all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the the authority that the Bible tells us to or women to submit to is 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 problematic. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've never I've never even picked that up in Genesis three, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also one of the reasons that we have it wrong as a society and as a and as a the church is that some of the same reason masculinity is all wrong, right? We're trying to overcorrect for things done in the past you know um there were times in the past where where you know historically women didn't have the same rights women didn't have the same um opportunities that men have and so i think that this movement kind of talking about and i'm speaking now more like toward the feminist movement it's an overcorrection of things done wrong you know um there's a there's a there's a uh there were things that were done to harm women. And as a result of that, this movement is a, is a, is a that, I believe a, a very large overcorrection of that. Um, yeah. I, I, and I think that's where we're at now. That's where we're at now. So, um, I don't know, man. So, I mean, I, uh, you know, the Bible talks about notable women, uh, so, I mean, I just want to throw out a few notable women of the Bible. Um, you know, you got Rahab, you know, she, which was who Rahab was a prostitute who housed the uh, two spies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a little bit off topic, but, you know, it's just talking about some a few notable women. Um, you got Samson's mother. Um, you know, the angel appeared to her and said, you are barren and childless, but you are going to be, become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because that boy, <laughs> because the boy is to be a Nazarite. 
dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Um, and you got Mary Magdalene, of course, which is the disciple of Jesus who um, anointed his feet. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, of course, you got the uh, Mary of uh, Jesus, Jesus's mother. Um, so, you know, like those, these are just four women, uh, notable women of the Bible, um, you know, who had the, the, the characteristics of what a woman is. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's just four people that stood out to me while I was kind of doing a little bit of research um, of, you know, what is a woman, not just, uh, what is a woman? And those four just stood out to me. Woman. <laughs> woman, 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 woman. <laughs> what is a woman? My bad. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, do you think, you think we're going to get any better? You think we're going to fix it? You know, I, I like to be optimistic and say, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we, we stay in a really messed up world, bro. All right. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, man. Um, the closer we get to natural survival, I think here in America, we have a very, like, we live in, we, it's, it's extremely privileged, right? Yeah. Um, even with the problems, the things we have, like, I've traveled the world. I've been to a bunch of different places, you know. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. I've seen, like, places where women really aren't like if we think women don't have rights here in America yeah go to Afghanistan yeah you know I believe it um but and I say that to say um we we live a very comfortable life right and I think the more the closer we get to like actual natural survival I think the the more we're going to revert or we'll have to revert back to our traditional gender roles you know what I'm saying but because we live in a pretty comfortable lifestyle now we have the the luxury I Free guess will. of we can say oh, we can, I can do this I can do that I can do this I can do that and it's like okay because we're if if war world if world war three was to break out tomorrow and every man was called up gender roles would revert back to normal mm-hmm. very very quickly very right. very quickly um and so I think when it comes to femin femininity Unlike last last week when we were talking about, you know, what is what is a man? And I said, man, I don't know. I was a little more pessimistic about is it going to get any better? I think in, in, in catastrophic times, I think that we'll revert back. But it's, that's, it shouldn't even get to that point. Like, why does something catastrophic have to happen in order for, you know, gender roles to be back in line? Well, think about our lives. Man. How often does it take something catastrophic for us to wake up and follow what God tells us to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So think how much more so it would have to be on a, on a, on a societal level, you yeah. know? Um, and so, you know, and I think that when we're talking about men and women, there's a particular, there's a, there's a particular order in the way things should be done. <clears throat> you have God at the head of the relationship, the man, the woman, and then children underneath that. If we're talking about relationships between men, women, and families in Christ, right? It's God, husband, wife, family. Um, God already gave, Christ already gave his life for us. We as men need to be willing to give our lives for our wives. Our wives should serve and sacrifice themselves for us and our children. And that's the way it's supposed to work. We're all supposed to, to move together. And honestly, if you look at, um, let me get the word here. I believe it's Ephesians. It's definitely Ephesians 5. That much I know. Um, let me make sure I get the right the right scripture because I'm trying to pull it up. Um, You're talking about the, the order? No, it's like one of the very first verses. Um, 
It's one of the very, because I was studying this and I didn't write it down in my notes. I should have. Um, Ephesians 5, when it talks about the relationship um, between men um, and women. Um, but one thing it talks about is, is, is mutual. We both, we, we both should submit to each other. We both should sacrifice one another. And I wanted to, to pull up. I think, I think it's towards the end. Think so? Yeah. Oh, no, here it is. Giving thanks always for everything to God, the father in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Verse 20, submitting to one another. So submission isn't just for women to men it's also for men to women because yeah. in us sacrificing ourselves we're submitting ourselves to 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 them into something that that christ is calling us to do the self-sacrifice and it's ironic because we did different terms and different phrases used for men and women on how we should react or you know we talk about love or submitting just because men are called to love doesn't mean a wife is not called to love her husband and just because a woman is called to submit doesn't mean a wife is not called to submit to christ and in doing so submitting to to his wife as well so um it's 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 a mutual thing and whether you're a woman a man your life should be spent in self-sacrifice to your to your counterpart to your husband or to your wife and that's what death self is about that's what christ is about it's like we submit in everything that we do one of the best ways one of the most important ways that we show our sacrifice to Christ is thought is our showing our service to Christ is through sacrificing ourselves to our spouses. Um, um, and like I said, I wanted to really to put emphasis on the value that women have that men try to imitate some men in the society try to imitate, but they can't women. You are valuable women. You're special. Don't let, don't let anybody tell you that you're not. Um, and you know, grow closer to the, to the Lord and help him, guide you and soften your heart so that the idea of submitting to your husband is not something that that causes that cognitive dissonance within you but yet it's something that you welcome and enjoy it's like the idea of you know uh, uh you know you always hear that phrase happy happy wife happy life i don't like to subscribe to that i don't like <laughs> happy wife happy life and then i said happy house or happy spouse happy house but then i was like well happy you're talking about that idea of happiness anymore you know yeah. then i heard somebody else recently say you know a happy man was god's plan and i'm like you know maybe initially but then once we sin it's like uh, i don't know no, so the, window. the way it is now is you die to yourself to serve god and that applies to man and woman you die to yourself so that you can serve god um and that's how you honor your spouse and that's how you honor god so um like I said, very, very surface level. And I said, I feel like we got more into relationships than we actually did, like the roles of, of men and women. Yeah. But like I said, it was, it was interesting when I was doing research, it seemed like whenever you start trying to find, you know, um, scriptures describing the the character traits of, of women, it seemed like most of the time they were married. talking about marriage, you know, marriage. And so, um, yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it gets better. But we'll see. We'll see. You've been, you been speaking, bro. Man, I just want Jesus to come back. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, man. I just want Jesus to I come back. Like, I feel like you said it at least once a month to me. I, I, I say it like once once a once a week to myself. I'm like, Jesus, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready, Lord. <laughs> man, it's just so much stuff in the world, man. It's disheartening sometimes, man. I, I, 
And it, it's at every level. Yeah. It's at every level. You know, uh, it's tough. It is. But it's supposed to happen. And I got to remember who's in control. Right? Go with it, bro. Yeah, man. Go with it. Yeah. All right, bro. Go ahead and uh, pray oh, yeah, us so out, bro. I'll pray us out. All right. Here we go. Um, the Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for uh, the opportunity to speak and, and um, share your word. Father God, we pray that you use us to be um, righteous tools to, to um, get your word and your message to the listeners and to the viewers, God. Um, we pray that we were diligent with your word, Father God. And if we weren't, we ask for forgiveness, God. Uh, we love you. We honor you. Um, and let our lives be living sacrifices to you and to our families um, so that we may bring you praise, glory, and honor. We ask for all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, bro. Amen. Appreciate you, my boy. Yeah, man.